two. Minisode two. Oops. Hopefully the audio is all right because there's someone who's just doing a gorgeous job of whippersnipping the lawn. He's doing his edges. Yeah. At 10.25 on a Saturday that is due to be 34 degrees. Why bother? Yeah, we're in for a heat wave this weekend. It's very hot. Well, any updates this week? What have you been doing this week? Anything to talk about? Do you have any updates? No. See? Just work. (laughs) Nothing to report, which is totally fine because we might as well just jump right into it. What we're eating, doing, buying, drinking. Alison Romains. Is that how you say her last name? Well, it's I spelled said that, Roman. But I think it's Roman. Oh, Alison Romains. When I think of her, I think of Romaine lettuce. Oh, but that literally has an I in it. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I do that. Uh, it's her paprika rubbed sheet pan chicken with lemon, and it's as easy as it sounds. Yeah. So, Kelsey and I made this together and we filmed it for our IGTV. And if you haven't already seen it, head over to Listen to Bad and Busy and you can see it there. Yeah, it's literally how to not fuck up a roast chook. Yeah. The this... ideal, like, main for a dinner party or a date. Yeah, literally super easy, but like impressive. Yes, and fucking yum. Yeah. How good was it? It's so good. It's not a crispy skin chicken. It was like a melty, juicy, tender. The skin was kind of crispy though. Did it crisper? Yeah. And you could put it maybe under the grill, like at the Mm. last second to crisp it. Because I really like chicken skin. Me too. There are some people that are like, you shouldn't really eat it. Fuck off. Um, It can take upwards, it said upwards of two and a half hours to roast, but um, what we checked it at one and a half. Yeah. So essentially we started with a butterfly chicken, which um, if you're confident, go for it. But if you're not so confident, your butcher can also uh, do it for you. Yeah. And the rub, which you'll see in the IGTV because Kelsey gets into it with her hands, <laughs> it's just smoked paprika, hot paprika, ground fennel seeds, salt, pepper, and finely grated garlic. Oh, yeah. It was really nice. Did then- you... All the lemon juices that are in the roasting pan. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. So I forgot to mention that the lemons, I reckon they made the dish. You know why? Because I'm not the most confident when it comes to cooking, baking. I never cook chicken. Mm. I It's probably something that I feel like I'll always F up. But it turned out, as promised, which was super juicy, and I think the lemons really helped Yeah, like keep all yeah. that moisture. And then because you baste it as well and yeah. they go all like pulpy, but they're not like – sour they turn sweet almost and mm. it like cuts through all that hot like smokiness of the paprika because sometimes yeah. that kind of like gets in the back of your throat yeah. and it's like like a weird powdery taste yes and that I kind of like cut mean. through that so there was no parts were dry it was just skin was just tasting yeah. it was just yum so this week on our IGTV um refood what do we what do we call it? The cookbook chronicles or something? Did we? I think so. I think it's got like a little collection that you can go to. But we're gonna put up. Um, we cooked a few sides to go with that, so this can be like a little something that you follow uh, if you're having a dinner party or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, all the girls over for Sunday lunch. 
or impress your parents. You know how when you move out, your parents are like you're a fuckwit. You don't know how to do anything. Like if you, you don't can even roast, know how to do laundry. If you can roast a chicken, like, mum and dad come round for lunch. I'm making chicken, and they'll be like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. And then you just be like, Damn, look at this! I'm amazing. Yeah. Um. So the first side that we're going to share is a mushy Middle Eastern eggplant. Yeah. So it's roasted in spices, garlic, and has a fancy yogurt dipping sauce on the side. Yeah. Which is also like so easy. You could do it with your eyes closed. Super easy. It was like a set and forget. Yeah. Which Mm. is what I love. Mm. So amazing. Um, But what are you eating this week? Anything? Still on your egg sambos? Um, So (laughs) turned off eggs. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you eat too many of the same thing. It's only a matter of time, right? And I even um, this week I did take one to lunch, like to work for lunch. And as I was making it, I was like, oh, no, the oh, eggs no. are now turning me off. <laughs> this is not a good one to go off. What? <laughs> scrambled eggs. Oh, God. I don't know. I've just had a lot of scrambled eggs lately. Mm. But eggs, scrambled eggs with stuff in them. So, like, I had... Last weekend, eggs with buttered leek Yum. at Left Bower in Sutherland, okay. which was fucking amazing. It sounds really nice, but the concept of buttered leek. Oh, I know, but it was just this, it was super rich and obviously buttery, but oh, it was amazing. Um, and then I had eggs with onion at oh. Reuben Hills in Surrey Hills, which was completely different egg concept, like more yolky, a bit drier. Like the eggs that left bowel were like kind of like more sloppy. Those folded ones? Folded. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the butter probably changes the texture, whereas I think this one was just just like when I cook scrambled eggs at home, I don't put anything in it. Nah, neither. But some people put cream and butter. And And when I was younger, I found it really hard and it wouldn't work out, but now you just master it and then you don't need to add anything to it. Exactly. And you can fold them really nicely. they're healthier. But sometimes I like a sloppy, buttery yeah. scramble. That's also like uh, that local place in Cronulla, Rushi. Oh, yeah. When they first opened, everyone went nuts for their – they do a scrambled parmesan egg with um, – is it like chives or something? Mm. It, and it was – it's not the hardest thing to make, but the flavour was so nice. They were really fluffy and juicy too. They, it's quite overpowering, the parmesan, but – um, I think because they tasty. must whip the cream in. It's got to be something to do with oh, that, right? right? I've always been intrigued by restaurants that um, literally like whip out scrambled eggs. Like how do they make – is there a vat of like pre-done stuff? Mm, yeah. yeah. They get it be. right every time. They're, really, they're the experts. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Ocean swims. Cute. Uh, mornings after the gym and then evenings after work, just a quick dip in and dip out. I feel like because we were away over Christmas and then the first kind of few weeks back was like we had a rainy week, then obviously the bushfires, which were awful, mm. um, and then it was kind of like like overcast. I feel like only recently have we kind of felt like we're having a summer. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to make the most of it by getting in the ocean because I always feel much better after an ocean swim. Um, there's also an Instagram Instagram account called Places We Swim. Oh. And she showcases all these amazing places like to swim. Hideouts. Yeah, around Australia. So lakes, like swims, like uh, beach spots, um, 
what else? What other, other bodies of water. Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. So um, I've been following her as well. And she actually did like, uh, she did like Daruk, ah, um, Salmon Hall, cool. and like some cool local places around here. But um, so that's kind of been, been getting me in the mood too. Yeah. Something about salt water. Um, so nice. I know. And I, like just I'm literally fresh from the ocean now. Yeah. Salty and I leave girl. it on. I like it. Yeah. But other people wash it straight off, but why? No, like as in go to the, the shower. beach shower. Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, yeah, sometimes you might feel sticky, yeah. but that's cool. Also, like after dinner, um, it makes you a bit sleepy too, which mm. is so funny because in the morning it wakes you up. Yeah. But then after dinner, it's like puts yeah. you straight to sleep. It's good for you. It's obviously healing. Yeah. That's what so I So that's reckon. good. Mine's a little bit more domestic, okay. domesticated. Uh, we spoke last week that I was going to replace all my candles mm. in my place or go and buy new ones because they'd burnt down. But I'm now swapping out all my column candles for flameless ones or LED ones, which sounds Because of the carcinogens? Uh, probably could be a good thing. But also, like, we burn them a lot for – it just looks nice and they go – they go away so fast that like candles don't last and yeah. I know they're pretty cheap but um I think that's a good idea because I think a lot of those plain cheap ones are made from like paraffin exactly so like and that's what I do I always buy the cheapest because they're going to burn down but yeah. then they're the ones that make the nice glass boxes I have like black on the sides mm. so they burn differently so obviously there's no scent and there's no real purpose to them they're not except light so i've swapped out for leds which i picked up at kmart or Target, sell them as well for ten dollars for like a set of three wow. and they're not what you think they look like they're not ones that like flicker <laughs> um they look like a real melty around the edges kind of candle oh. but also unnecessarily come with a remote that can change the oh my color God, that's so cute to like blue green red cool white warm white oh. i hope cool white in summer warm white in winter yeah which i ain't necessarily into but whatever floats your boat so uh and they won't run out they're battery operated fair enough but um they won't burn down and they yeah. won't mark my glass yeah. boxes and oh. I can leave them on accidentally if I forget about them, things yeah. like that. And I can have them in the bathroom. Like. Yeah, and forget about them. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, less hazardous. And cost effective. So there you go. I like that. Mm. Mine is a be- beauty-ish. Well, no, it is. Mine's beauty. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I feel like we haven't talked about beauty for a while. I know. Who are we? I don't know. Uh, but there's a brand, a cosmeceutical science-based skincare brand coming to australia in march it's called is clinical mm. and it's very culty and has a huge celeb fan base including rosie huntington whiteley and victoria beckham uh, and i've been using the cleansing complex which is just a mild gel but it's made with antioxidants bionutrients and some gentle resurfacing ingredients so it's been really good for my dry like sensitive skin but it removes all the oiliness in your T-zone and all that sweat and stuff, but without s- stripping your face. That's good. So it's super dehydrated um, and, you know, breaking you out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. So keep your eyes out. Um, that'll be, yeah, March. That's soon. Sweet. Uh, they also have really, really, really good serums. They're expensive, but if you're into like hardcore skincare, I would be looking into that for sure. 
Um, and then another one is Summer Stories Shampoo and Conditioner. It's Aussie made, it's vegan, and, you know, they use all, like, organic and plant-based um, extracts. And the bottles are really, really cute in the shower as well. Yeah. So I like those things. Yeah. Um, are they those, like, little rectangle bottles? No. No, I'll show you. They're, like, oh, yeah. red and blue, and it just says, like, summer on it. They're really cute. With organic shampoos and conditioners or, like, natural ones, do you feel like, um, obviously – conditioners with the bad stuff leave your hair like that super slick style yeah, they, they coat your hair so do natural ones not do that like it doesn't make your hair kind of easier to brush through or it, no it, it will it just I think it's mainly about like texture feel when your hair's wet but then also shine because it coats your hair um with like I can't remember what it is but it's like an oil yeah like, okay. waxy thing that makes your hair feel really soft but it also makes it look shiny when really it's not like if have we, I think we've talked about it before, but that razor. Thing. Yeah. That's yeah. all that shit from that. Yeah. that's Coming off. So if you can imagine the, the buildup of that, obviously it's going to make your hair feel a certain way and look a certain way, but no, I think natural um, conditioners and stuff are fine. It's the reason people don't like them is the shampoo because they don't lather Right. Because they don't have sulfates yeah. in them. And clean freaks that need that. Like, yes. And yeah. sometimes you feel like you haven't got enough. So you're like, is it, yeah. you know, is it working? Is it spreading evenly? Even I'm like, I know that it is working, but I can't feel it. So then you, you use half a bottle. Yeah. Um, I think that's the main issue with consumers um, using it. But it's just one of those things that you have to get used to because – the other thing is that scalp health is going to be huge this year. I'm writing a story about it now. Mm. And that kind of the long-term effects of that is like hair loss. Really? Yeah. And just people forgetting that their scalp is like their skin health. Yeah. So when's the last time you properly looked after it? For you know, sure. Gave it a scrub, gave it a little bit of a massage, put maybe Got, yeah, the, the blood flowing. There. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just all congested with dry shampoo <gasps> and fucking silicones that's what it is that's what they call silicones i was thinking of getting my hair um like not straightened chemically wise but isn't there a way you can do it more naturally yeah just want to wear it out more like air dried without it going curly and frizzy yeah there's um goldwell do one called goldwell kara silk keratin and I've had it done before and it doesn't have any of those nasty ingredients and it t- doesn't take as long. It right. only lasts like three months. But it doesn't. It's not like a super sleek, that old school keratin straightening. It's just like a smoothing? Smoothing, yeah. Yeah. I think that's just what I need. Yeah. Um, the bulk out of it and the frizz. That's good. This week it's all about saving some dollars. So I am sad to say that we have sold our two stand-up paddle boards. Are you really that sad? Kelsey was like, you need to get rid of them anyway. And I said to Jordan, you know what? I may want to fucking do yoga on them. And he made a good point of you don't even do yoga on land. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, George. When did you get so sassy? Um, So fair enough. We did not use them. And uh, But can I say... If you don't have one, they are legitimately the most fun 
like if you were thinking of getting one because when we did use them it was like a really fun afternoon or morning thing and yeah and it's, it's just nice. like storage and you know oh, where do you keep I them? know huge. yeah I mean yeah they're absolutely massive and the other issue that I had with mine was when we bought them the guy was like there's a female size and a, a male size and if you get the male size it'll be easier because the longer it is the shorter you are so I was like, cool, I'll right. get the same one. Mitch has just keep it same, same. But it was so heavy. Oh, and, like, yeah. if we'd go down a bay lane and there was a wind, it just, oh. like, went so hard to carry. So that was another issue. But um, we live near the ocean and we also used to live super close to a river, which, talking about spots to swim, mm. uh, which was a prime spot for supporting. But also if you invest in one of those waterproof, um, like, roll-up bags, that you can get at like a surf shop, you could have like a little day trip on a Saturday or Sunday. You put your sunscreen, hats, books, phones, water, lunch, towels, et cetera, in these bags, put on your board, and then you can go and paddle to a sandbar or a little beach that you can't get to, you know, by boat. Did you ever do that? Yeah, we went to the sandbar, which is like there. It was like the closest sandbar you could get to. Um, And then you just walk it and then you stop. But if you went to a private beach that you couldn't get to usually or something, so private, you could tan naked if you wanted. Yeah. You could have some really nice quiet time. Mm. So I'm still an advocate for subboards. Now I don't even own one. But I mean, we could do the same thing on a freaking surfboard, like a big mall or something. You could buy one next summer. Also, now they sell blow up ones and they sell cheaper ones. Like, yeah, they're such a big thing. Just get a second-hand one next summer if you really want one. I could get a third-hand one and buy mine back. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, just FYI, it's gone. I think selling, yeah, selling stuff's – I need to get into that too. Mm. What do you want to sell? I don't know. Just We're still Marie Kondoing, are we? Yeah. Oh, you know what else I did? What? I did a social media purge. Did you? you Did you? Yeah, unfollowed some uh, some not friends. Oh, some not-so-longer friends? Yeah. Mm. Just like I never see you. Also, when I do see you, like you're fuck weird, so see ya. And you know what? We were mindless. Like I'd see them on the feed and I wouldn't think anything of it. But then really, why am I still seeing you? Yeah. I don't have to. No. And like, I don't know. What did you get yours down to? I think I only unfollowed like 200, but I'm going to go back through. Because I think it takes a lot of time because you're like, who is that? And you click on it and you're like, oh. I know. And it's like, is that, do I like their content? It's like, I do I want to, um, you know, it's like a lot names of, is hard. Yeah, it's like fashiony shit, and then you've got like foodie things, and then you've and got funny shit, art things, and you've got funny things. The funny like, pages I... that were private, like I'm not going to get rid of those because yeah. I don't want to have to request that but again. Then it's like, what do I get out of like, yeah, like you were saying, like, what am I getting out of this? Mm. Is it anything? And then all those like Instagram models, I'm like, no, nah, because you just make me want to kill myself. So yeah, I don't need <laughs> you anymore. No, don't pop up. And then people are like, have you heard of such and such? I need to stop like. You should follow this person on social media. No, 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 no. Nah. I don't need to. Um, but that's great. How'd yeah. you go with your wardrobe clean out? You were cleaning. I haven't out. started. Oh. That's what I mean. That'll be some, that's on the list. You know those trolleys I built last week for storage? Oh, yeah. They're sitting there with nothing in them yet. I'm bad. Well, you were sick. We'll get there though. We'll do it this weekend or next weekend. Yep. So I watched last night. Just Mercy with Jamie Foxx. Have you heard of it? Oh, I've, has that got um Michael B. Jordan? Yes. Yeah. I've seen, I haven't heard, I've seen a poster of it. So, I mean, it was floating around and I showed Mitch the trailer and he was like, yeah, it looks good, but it's a movie where 
we have to like concentrate. So that kind of movie, you have to be in the mood. So it's an adaptation of a memoir by the civil rights lawyer, Brian Stevenson, set in the 1980s and early 1990s. And it follows Brian Stevenson, his legal career as an advocate for Alabama prisoners who have been condemned to death, specifically prisoners who have been wrongfully condemned and unjustly treated by the legal system. So they focus on Walter McMillan, which is Jamie Foxx, and he's a black man who was falsely, and it's all tr- like a true story, mm. which is crazy. He's a black man who was falsely convicted of the murder of an 18-year-old white girl, Rhonda Morrison, and he was placed on death row. And then through their investigating and all, he went through the appeals process. So when you get to the story, he's already been in jail, on death row for six years. Oh, God. I know. And Brian Stevenson ultimately, like I'm not ruining anything, it's a true story, he succeeds in exposing that the testimony, they only had one testimony of an eyewitness that said that they saw him there because this he was a criminal who was also on death row and they said to him, we'll reduce your sentence to a certain number of years if you testify. So he said that, you know, he saw it all happen. Um and then wow. also in the end his sentence is overturned which is amazing <gasps> but what i it was i was crying it's absolutely crazy how corrupt i don't know now but this is back in the 1980s that small like american mm-hmm. counties mm-hmm. can be yeah um like there was the sheriff tom tate mm-hmm. and he got reelected like every year but at the time of the murder he was newly elected and he had all this pressure on him from like the woman's family and yeah. stuff to find the murderer. Well, also, they were so fucking racist. Oh, they were so racist. Yeah. Um, I still are, I think, in those for places. sure. Do you remember just going on a segue that this young boy was he was like eighteen, a black man driving. I don't know somewhere in America, and then the police wanted to pull him over, so he drove. All, he was so scared, he drove all the way home because, um, and he rang his dad. Because he thought that they would just shoot him on the side of the road. Because yeah. like a lot of cases where yeah. they get out of the car or something, yeah. the police always take it yeah. the wrong way. So he was so scared he just drove all the way home and his dad was like, he he's in it. Like he'll exit the car. He's just super, super yeah. scared. Yeah. So that was it's a long awful. film. Um, so, yeah, this um, sheriff, he was under a lot of pressure. And because it had been already a year with no answers about the murder of this girl, he just pinned it on this man and, and found any way to just say that it was mm. him and get everyone off his back. Yeah. So, oh, it was just so heavy. And there was a guy in the movie, also real life, and they showed you at the end of it real footage of this other guy um, that Jamie Foxx's character, Walter McMillan, was in jail on death row with. He spent 30 years on death row and in 2015, oh. he was only cleared of all charges and it showed you him as an old man <gasps> coming out and seeing his family. I was just oh. in tears. But, was... Okay, so what happens? Does he get compensated for that? I don't know. Like you've he heard can of obviously like... sue. And I've heard of a case where I can't remember where what it was, but they um, sued the government and got like millions and millions back, but obviously that doesn't make up for the time that you've lost exactly. from your life. But sure, like but so they should. You... Fuck yeah! But and then it's like double jeopardy. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. It's also um like that other show on Netflix, Making a Murderer. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously a bit different, but they the cops definitely wanted to pin it on that family because yeah. they didn't like them. Yeah. And he'd been in and out of jail for petty crime or whatever. Yes. And I think also when they can't find so, the actual person, they need to feel like they're doing their job. But they'll public. make it fit. Like, yeah, yeah. And make it work. They'll make it fit in a in a way they um a crazy stat that they mention in the movie i'm not sure but it says that for every nine prisoners executed in the usa one is found to have been wrongfully convicted Jesus. so that's one in nine that may not um have done it that's wild and get put on death row and actually die and they made a good point that because there was a, a ptsd survivor that had killed a girl And he was like, I deserve to die. And they said, uh, like, just because you took a life doesn't mean they get to take yours. Mm. It's not different circumstances. And it's easier for you to get over this because you want to, like, to die than actually spend 30 years in jail. Like, if someone murdered, like, one of my loved ones, I would assume that I think that I would rather them rot in jail than just get a free passing. For sure. Why do they get to move on to the afterlife? Oh, that's me. I know. <laughs> I just, it still worked me up. Oh, well. But it's a must watch. watch. I'm watching, okay, we'll go a bit lighter. Tell me. I'm watching The Goop Lab. Yeah. Well, I watched it all. Yeah, in, same. In like one setting. Same. Um, say what you will about Gwyneth. This show is sick and I am obsessed. I think it's super interesting to see how freaking huge Goop has become, like as sure. a retailer, as a website that, you know, they've got scientists employed, designers. It's You just don't realise how freaking huge it is. Yeah. Um, and that she's basically funding and educating the public on alternative health rem- remedies and research to help with illness and wellness. Like, sure, there's some wacky shit that, you know, she's done in the past, but there's also a lot of good shit. She's got real case studies of real people sharing their experiences of curing ailments and disease through biohacking practices and different wellness modalities. And I think it's great that she's, you know, sharing that with us and all the commoners who are only out to seek Western medicine. Agreed. Because she's just trying to help people. She's not telling – I think people, like, hate her because they think that she's preachy and that she's yeah, rich. better than thou. This is only available to, you know, the 1% when really it's not all these – like, most of that shit those people probably got for free because they're yeah. all, like, clinical trials. She's just educating you and telling you that there's other options out there out of her curiosity with health. Even she in some parts of the show is like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is fucking weird. I don't get it. You know, like, she, I don't think she's preachy. I really don't think she's preachy at all. I love that she refers to herself in the company that she's GP, the guinea pig, because yeah. they make her do the weirdest shit. And, like, and she yes, it. she it is her company, whatnot. But, like, all these people that work for her also bring her ideas. Like, yeah, sh- stop hating on her specifically. She's not all woo-woo all the time. No. Um, I just loved it. Oh, so what was your favourite ep? Um, I liked the Wim Hof one. Yes. Um, and then so that's um, the breathing techniques. Yeah, the, to the ice man to alter the state of your body. Yeah, and using like hot and cold temperatures. Uh huh. Um, that fucking energy chiropractor guy. Oh, did you see Julianne Hoff? Weird. Yeah. Can she settle down? I know, right? I think everyone no else way. was feeling it, and you were just acting. Yeah. Like, also, what do you even do anymore? And then I liked watching Gwyneth 
um, get hers done. Yeah. Her body moved. Same. It was so bizarre. I would love to do that. I would also love to do if that. If I ever go to America, like I'll try and do that. And see, like the people that work for her, there was a lot of young, uh, they had like an associate food writer or something. Yeah. And, and they get the opportunity to go and try these things. Well, I said to Jordan, because we were watching it, I was like, it's like you've got to be really fucked up to work at Goop because they all had some kind of emotional trauma oh, yeah. or some kind of emotional baggage. I mean, obviously maybe that was just this were the ones that were selected yeah. to try all these different um, things in every single episode, but all of them seemed to have baggage and they weren't like that much older than us. Like, yeah. I was like, calm down. Like, what do you mean? Like if you think of your workplace now, do you think that everyone has something deeply rooted wrong with them? I don't think so. I like, don't think so. I'm sure and there's if heaps they do, of normal they'd be people. a lot older because, yeah. you know, obviously the more, you know, life progresses, there's, more shit things happen. Yeah. Um, which sounds bad, but you know, deaths of loved ones and illness, whatever. trauma from that. Yeah. yeah. But all these people had, they were young, but they had trauma from like childhood or I don't know, like mental illness. It was, it was quite interesting. And the girl in the Wim Hof episode uh, that had something panic. Panic attacks. Oh, fuck, she's panic annoying. Yeah, that was, looked intense. Yeah. She made – I felt panicky watching her. Yes. I felt a lot of things the whole time. Like I felt something in the Magic Mushrooms episode as yeah, well. Psychedelics. But in good. the Wim Hof that he says sometimes – or maybe it was Gwyneth talking to him that sometimes when she feels like all the feelings, like placing your hands. That was the energy dude. Oh, it was the energy dude. Yeah. I liked and do you that. you know what? I did that. I did that. So yeah. she says place your hands – on your heart. And your throat. And your throat, but not touching the skin. Oh, I was touching. And she's like, I think he told her to do this, the expert. But she says like if she's at work and she's feeling really stressed or whatever, she'll pay, place one hand on her chest like near her heart and then the other above it on her throat, just kind of touching, not touching the skin, just a little bit off. And she's like, you can feel that there's so much going on there, but that's what his principle is. It's like the energy that's your energy field goes, exceeds farther than your skin. For sure. So he like, if you're lying down on a bed, his hands are so far above you because that's where your currents are or the best place for him to like enter the field, he says, which sounds really wacky. Then he like swooshes in kind of like under your hip bones and then starts from there. And he was teaching another guy. Yeah these things and I was like he was creepy yeah but I mean I'm all for learning but yeah it kind of feels I feel like it's a gift how wild was speaking of gifts the girl that the psych the psychic psychic episode yeah that was really I cried she was saying which is like what Tracy Dimmick told us that we all have these abilities yeah back in season one we spoke to Tracy Dimmick We all have these abilities. We just have different levels of unlocking them or whether or not we're open to Mm. receiving messages from the afterlife, et cetera. But they did a team group thing where two girls. Intuition, yeah. Oh, on intuition, yes. So two. Oh, it was the one where you hold the person's item. Yeah. So two girls that work at Goop, one girl had a picture, like a hand drawing of a dog. And this other girl that she had given it to just gave her this. She's like, I don't know why, but this is what I'm getting from it. And I I feel, you know, this isn't this. And it was all so accurate. It was insane. Yeah. Like the most random stuff. Like obviously she was writing it down. She was like, this is wrong. She's like, she said something like, I feel like the person that gave this to you died suddenly. Okay, fine. 
then there's some kind of relation to like sister, sister keeps coming up. The letter M comes up. Like, yeah. and then, but when you're listening to it, you're like, bullshit, bullshit, yeah, bullshit. I would like, also you're say just that. pulling shit out of your ass. And then the girl's just like, Maddie's the name of the dog. That's an M. My sister gave this to my brother and then he, he died, died suddenly. suddenly. And then there was all this, and then like the dog was like, whatever. It was just yeah. insane. Yeah. So, and she started crying and then the other girl started crying and I started crying. Anyway, I highly <laughs> recommend it. And I think group is amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's amazing. Big There's uh, what, five or six episodes? Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. They all came out at once and we just barreled through them. How about how she's doing like a celebrity, you know, like celebrity cruises, like the, the company that does yeah. the big cruise. Yeah. She- is she doing a goop one? Yeah. Oh, like a wellness one? Yeah. And she's going to be on the cruise. I'll go. I know. I was like, I don't do cruises, but I would do that. I know. And it's like an American style. Oh, but we're she'd make it her poisoning. own. How expensive would that be? Fuck, she'd be tailoring like the menu. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Um, Non-alcoholic wine. Mm. You introduced me to this brand or you just linked it to me. Mm. So specifically a brand called Non. But I want to say Non, like, like Italian, but I think it's just Non. N-O-N. So whether you don't drink, you're the Deso driver for the night, it's your New Year's resolution maybe because we're in 2020 or just CBF on the Alco, this may be for you. Non identifies as a zero alcohol alternative to wine. So I've purchased Non One. I haven't tried it yet. Mm -hmm. It's from, you can get it, which I didn't know, but you can get it from P&V in Newtown. But also there's a few, uh, they they have it on the menu at a few select restaurants, like the one we went to, Alberto's Lounge in Sydney oh, has it. Yeah, that's great. Didn't know when that. we were there. Um, and in Melbourne, they have it at that super normal oh, restaurant, great. and then like a lot of other very fabulous on the money. And the bottles are chic; like they look super like wine. Chic. Yeah, like natural bottles of wine. That's you could get away like. with it if you don't want to get roasted yeah. by friends. Yeah. Because, but also, guys, don't alcohol shame each other. Yes, exactly. It's not not cool to not drink. Um, so the non one is a salted raspberry and chamomile. Oh. And then the description says it's effervescent like a pet gnat, dry and lengthy fruit tannins, and then the raspberries are imported from New Zealand. They work with them in such a way that leaves only the flavour and colour and then the essence of the raspberry is condensed and the result is a big full fruit flavour. Chamomile sourced and cupped by our tea sommelier. Fancy. Depending on seasonality, it's sourced from either Australia or Croatia. Oh, mate. Here we go. Both are renowned as the best growing regions in the world for chamomile. I never knew that. Hey, tell your dad that. Oh, I should. Does he like chamomile tea? No. Oh. So, and then there's other options. They're all numbered. But, for example, non-3 is toasted cinnamon and yuzu. It has Japanese yuzu, local organic Valencia oranges and toasted cinnamon, and this taste is similar to a dry, tart, sweet white wine with a bit of spice. So they're not all pet nut, like fizzy, but some of them are like flats. Flats, yeah. Yeah, And then there's also a caramelised pear and kombu, which I'm thinking is like a kombucha, so maybe that's fizzy again. Maybe. But, yeah, anyway, you guys, steering away from alcohol. This is great because mine's similar. Not a lot because I'm trying mindful drinking. Okay. So I'm reading Sober Curious by Ruby Warrington, which has been on my list for fucking ever. And then I just saw Liz Cullen, um, our gorgeous acupuncturist and woman to the stars. Yeah. Everybody's (laughs) Um, acupuncturist. um, 
the other week and she, every time I see her, she, I'm, I say the same thing. And she's like, have you read the book yet? Have you read the book? I'm like, no. And then as soon as I left, I downloaded it on my Kindle on the train. Wow. Um, just being more thoughtful of my drinking habits and patterns, like cutting back on all weekday and weeknight drinking and then obviously limiting weekends and social drinking. I just find like at work it's really hard because you have functions and things yeah. to go to. And yeah. Then, like I've just at the end of last year, I found myself like reaching for a glass of wine on a weeknight when I was stressed and I just don't want to get to a place where that becomes a normal habit Yeah, because I had also was having conversations with a few experts at work and they were finding that a lot of their patients and a lot of new research suggests that women particularly and Australian women are um, feeling the same. So they'll get home from work and pour themselves a glass of wine. To chill out. Then they'll be cooking dinner and pour themselves a glass of wine. Then they'll be eating dinner and pour themselves a glass of wine. And by the end of the night, you've drank a whole bottle of wine. But this is nothing new. I know. I remember going like as a kid to my mum's girlfriend's place and she was like, I just, I cooked you guys dinner and I've already had a bottle of wine. Mm. It's like, what? I know. Um, and I also read a piece on primer.com.au about the rise of sobriety influences on social media. So it's all about the new breed of self-helpers and the women sort of changing the way we look at AA and general alcohol consumption. There's some interesting statistics and info in there too, like 23% of Aussies under 30 have given up drinking entirely. Wow. Um, and this one is quite shocking. That drinking a bottle of wine a week is the equivalent of smoking 11 cigarettes a week in terms of cancer risk. No, really? Yeah. Isn't that fucked? And we aren't advocates for smoking at all. No. So. And also, like, think about how much wine you drink on the weekend or yeah. during a week, whatever. No, you're so Way right. more than one bottle. Yeah. Um, that really shook me. I think it's just the whole push towards making not drinking normal. Like whenever you go to an event or even a lunch and aren't drinking, everyone always wigs out and they're like, why, what's wrong, what's going on, why and are you And they think you're going to be driving? a bore. Yeah, it's kind of like why are we so quick to think that it's so strange? We need yeah. to change the focus on that. And I've been part of that like like for sure. Like, if, you know, if someone says they're not, they're not drinking, I'm like fucking whatever. I mean, um, yeah, I've been at the other end of that. Yes, but, you know, you don't have to be addicted or have an issue with alcohol to not drink. I think we just need to change the focus around that. But also in Sober Curious, she says that if you're kind of feeling that way. Or, Pressured? No, sorry. She kind of says like everyone is a little bit addicted to alcohol. And I think it's true because. That's why we drink so much on a weekend. It's if ingrained. If you could stop, you'd stop. Yeah, and it's ingrained in us um, to drink for social situations that, you know, it excites us. Yeah, it's like, why can't you just be sober for this? Yes. Um, and I've been drinking for a lot of my life. So I just, yeah, I, I, it's just also about my health. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that, like, starting this book but also getting harped in the ear by Liz Cullen, um, it's not that you seem turned off by drinking but, yeah, I guess a mindfulness to it Yeah. just makes you realise the unnecessity yes well it's like so I haven't drank all this week and then I didn't drink last night which was a Friday night which is and I was thinking of you last night really yeah why you mean? I was wondering what you were doing oh nothing <laughs> I honestly do you know what I did um I came home I made a salad had a bath and then had a cup of peppermint tea and I went to bed at 9 p.m beautiful which was amazing and I just think that like 
you know, this year I want to be healthier. I want to be, I want to save more money. I just want to be a bit quieter and focus on self. And I think alcohol is a big part of that. Whereas usually I'd come home and I'd do the same thing, but then I'd have like three glasses of wine, but what for? Exactly. You don't need to unwind the whole, through, that way. Yeah, it was, you still were unwinding. It's just yeah. you were doing, like tea is very soothing and baths are very yeah. soothing. And then I woke up this morning at like, 5.30, took Peppy for a big long walk, then we went for a swim and I feel good, Yeah, you know, and then, you know, even if I cut down my drinking to like a Saturday if I really want a couple or a social occasion. But I'm, I just think also with social occasions like I'm going to really be picky and choosy this year with what I do and who I choose Which to spend is... my time and money with because I think we're at an age now where I need to – you know, it's not, I don't have to do everything every week. Sure. I don't have to see everyone all the time. I don't have to go to every party. I don't have to go to everyone's birthdays. Like, yeah. You, you don't have to, to a, be a yes man. No. And you get to a certain point in your life where you're like, hey, would you do that for me? Probably not. Like, do I, I don't know. I just think you count your friends more as you get older as well. Like, as in like on, you can literally count them on one hand yeah. or yeah, there's a lot of social things that pop up and I'm like, are we still doing that like are we still doing the big yeah. birthday dinners and are we still doing like it's just like the organized event like I'm yeah. happy to do like a gorgeous dinner but like I don't need to have the blowout after that yeah and so like you know I was planning um a a um lunch with Jordan for our anniversary yeah. in Bondi to go to this restaurant that we wanted to go to and then we're going to get some mates to like come and surprise him afterwards that live around there and then that would have turned into drinks and then that would turn into going back to someone's house and then that would turn into a night out so then you've already been drinking since lunchtime you know you're in Bondi so then you've spent money on lunch you've spent money on all the afternoon drinks then you're going out for dinner probably then you're going out at night and then yeah the party hasn't even started yet no 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 go to lunch and go home yeah also it's about you too yeah so it's up to you in the end. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I read something the other day which I really liked, which was actually while I was doing my Instagram purge Aww. and I found it. Um, it's a quote. I don't know who it's by, but it says, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. choosing. Read that again. So. For sure. Yeah. We can harp on and complain like about shit, but. We keep doing it over and over exactly. again. So that's good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's funny that we're on the same page. Yeah, isn't it? With our <laughs> thing. <laughs> so weird. Food for thought. Um, I love that. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody. Have a great, mindful, quiet week. Maybe yeah. try it. Maybe try and purge your social media or go and buy one of those bottles of non-alco wine. Yes. See if you like them. Watch Goop Lab. Do it and... Watch Just Mercy. Yeah, this is going to be a big week for holistic wellness. Yeah. If you're not into it, get with the program. Yeah.